1: We're talking about secession planning before we do that though let's talk about property access data io guys the new standard for access scrubbing uh, no more wasted mail because the days of pulling a list and mailing everyone only to waste time on bad properties is over with our help you can spend more time working on deals you know you want to purchase because we're gonna take your data we're gonna break it down into four different boxes of access so that you can side your risk tolerance who you mail to and what you're willing to offer so Go check it out right now,
0: propertyaccess.io. Happy Friday, sir. Hey, happy Friday. Succession planning in the 21st century. Is this the 21st century still? <laughs> I was going to ask you. <laughs> yeah, it's, it sounds right. It does. It does. We haven't hit 21-0 something. We won't will we hit that. We won't hit that. Our won't hit that. I we mean, maybe, but it depends on how
1: the fast science develops. Yeah, that's true. We would be like the elders, though. We'd be
0: the people that look 300 years old that- <laughs> I think I already feel like I'm the elder. (laughs) I uh, listen to some of the stories and I I look at those around and I'm like, oh yeah, we're not that much older. We're right there with them and then we get out of bed and we have our knees pop or our, um, you know, the stories are just so far discombobulated or you look at them and you're like, oh yeah, man, I'm like, I feel like I look 25 and then you look yourself in the mirror and realize you're covered in gray. Yeah. And uh, you're not.
1: Yeah, there's a comedian I really like, uh, Nate Bergazzi. He did a a, a skit on that, or not a skit, but like a I don't know what you call it the little comedic piece yeah. about that, right? And I'm not gonna do, I'm not gonna repeat it, but it's pretty hilarious if y'all look it up, like Nate Bragazzi talking about young, you know. You, you just add, left us all hanging here. <laughs> yeah, you got yeah. our,
0: you got our appetite wet
1: for more, and then you left us because I won't do any justice if I try and say you know. Okay. Um, but
0: it just went, and it was funny because it was really true. Okay. <laughs> um, so so yeah, I know right. what I'm doing after we get yeah, done yeah. recording. Yeah. So when you talk succession planning, your your thoughts on this are are what? I mean, I. I, I got to have to ask Peyton to leave because I can't talk about her right here, right here oh. in front of us while she's live as our studio audience person. But, you know, one of the things for me in the railroad, we did this every six months. We had succession planning from the executives down so you knew who was in play and you'd have two or three or four candidates ready to go at any given time.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I d I don't know that.
0: Yeah, that's and so like when we say, Hey, you know, I'm probably gonna end up here, well, it's because somebody was in that succession planning meeting and said, Hey, Justin's a candidate for this location or this location. If so and so promotes or leaves or does retires, then this person will fill that spot, at the spot. And it goes all the way down to your frontline supervisor, knowing who that is, to your mid level all the way up. And so I don't know and, and you maybe you'll help me with this, but I don't know many people that succession plan when they're a lone operator. No, no, you're 100% right. That's where I was going to actually say. The only reason why
1: I even thought about this whole thing is like I just started watching Secession uh-huh. on HBO. Okay. So far, it's actually really good, but I'm only one episode in. The very first episode, maybe two episodes. But for people, <laughs> you need to check that out. This is pretty good. But the, it came up to me because these people have been running a business for a very long time. Mm-hmm. The dad is now 80, maybe. I think he's 80. And he was, in the first episode at least, he was like looking to retire and who was going to take over. Yeah. And- the show has a ton of twists from there. But anyway, it got me thinking, like, well, how many people actually do this? You know, it's not like um, I've got all these kids or employees or anything to actually think about this stuff. And yeah. am I still going to do I need to even have one? Because am I going to be 80 still doing it? Yeah. I. <laughs> but you just brought up a good point. It was like, what if someone promotes or dies or something? Yeah. I guess that is also a succession plan.
0: Yeah. So I think a lot of people look at their business like, what happens if I'm a loan operator and I die? Or I have a small company and I have a couple of employees. Like, what happens if I die? How do I protect those people around me? Or how do I protect my family with the assets that are in place? And do we have passive stuff set up for them? So we think in that context. But what about the development piece of your internal employees and what that looks like long-term for them? And do is Does your succession plan actually keep them engaged in your business, or do you develop them so well that in a couple of years they leave you and they're running their own business because you've you've put all the right resources in place and you've taken care of it? So that's the that's the balance for me because I know out of the four people I've had work for me uh, previously, three of them are out doing their own thing right now and doing extremely well. You know, well six figures. And then we have uh, you have Peyton here as well that's starting in her journey. It's done it's done really well going out. And, you know, we had a conversation a couple of days ago. It was like, hey, what is your five-year plan for me? What does that look like? Great question. You know, what does that look like and how does that work? And then for me, I look at, like, I got Jackson and Jordan and Case, And Is this something I want one of them to move into? Or is it something that, we know, we, we hand off and then Peyton develops her team in five years and she has her employees working for her and I'm just a silent partner at that point. And what does that look like? And I think they're all fair questions. And the right answer is, Yes to any of it, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that's one of those
1: positives and negatives about having really good employees is that, well, in this business, if they're good enough yeah. after a couple of years, they're gonna, they're not gonna need you.
0: Yeah, that's, <laughs> I, I look at some of what they're doing and, you know, and the previous employees and how, how they have ran on their own and what they do is they both do it a little bit, they've taken it and made it their own twist, but both of them were so smart. That it was just like, oh yeah, this is cakewalk, and then they've added to it, and they've grown, and they've leaps and bounds farther than they would have been had they just when they started cold on this. And it's it's crazy to see, and we see that with the master class. these guys just take what we've taught them and then take off of running with it, and they have these other things come up, and all of a sudden you see them, and they're doing seven, eight projects a year, and you are going, wow, how how'd that happen?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then when you put kids in the mix, like like let's take you for example, with Jordan Jackson and Kason, yeah, right. Well, a wh- who runs it? Yeah. <laughs> B if you wait for Case are you gonna put in if he's let's just say he's not ready to take it over at eighteen twenty three, eighteen, yeah. whatever. So are you gonna wait um, twenty five years or whatever that is before he, he takes it? I don't know that I, I have
0: <laughs> twenty five years left I mean, in me, bud.
1: I've heard you say 45 is the max. You yeah, know? and so that and for you that's like almost any day now.
0: <laughs> oh man, he's got the old jokes on fire today. Started it at lunch and there he is oh man his his birthday's coming up as soon. long as i'm younger that's the your birthday's in like two weeks
1: huh uh, a week no three maybe two and a half what's the actual day
0: may 17th okay i was thinking i had may 7th stuck in my head so may 17th so yeah i mean we're real close to you actually being an old man um aarp cards are gonna hit but to answer your question jackson jordan case how do i select between that and Jackson's told me he's the one taking it over. Kaysen says, no, I am. And Jordan says, I want to be a teacher or a nurse or I want to be a hairstylist. So she has taken all those things and then dad will let me work for him if I want to. Mm-hmm. So that's how she takes this. But I've kind of I've, – I've had this conscious thought is like how, do, how does that play out in, in what the, the infrastructure is currently? My thought to them is I want them to go to college. I want them to experience that peace if they want to start working part-time or start going into that, they're going to work for Peyton. They're not going to work for me. They're going to work for her so she can develop them as her team. She will be their boss. And at which time where we decide to run the company a certain way, then we'll look at that at that time. It's not a, this is the way I see it happening, but you know, does Peyton, is Peyton still with me in 10 years? Is she in 12, 15 years? Because that's what it looks like right now. So projecting out five years and I was telling Peyton, we went and looked at some East Texas property. Beautiful, by the way, but while we were driving back, she asked the five-year question, and I said, right now, I don't forecast five years out. I'm at the one to two-year-out right now forecast just because the way the business has grown over the last six, going this full-time, we just hit six, uh, so seven years in the company, but you know, six times four years, the trajectory that the company's taken, it's taken some little bit of variations with the the partnerships and um, funding deals and subdivides and coaching, consulting, managing deals. its its There's a big thing kind of happening. And so what does that look like five years from now? I couldn't tell you. Mm-hmm. We may be focused on building a little tiny home community somewhere because we know how to find the dirt. We've got the casita company coming online. You know, we may have all this going that it's maybe one of them are running a whole different sect.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, speaking of that, uh, you just reminded me,
1: uh, if you have any interest in like rural land casitas and small things like that, next week we're actually interviewing... A uh, Airbnb specialist nice. on rural properties. Okay, I forgot. when. That, what day is that going to be on? <laughs> see, we're interviewing her next Thursday, so it'll drop Friday. Okay, cool. Yeah, cool. yeah, But this lady, that, I mean, that's her whole business is uh, basically Airbnb cabins, You nice. know, rural Airbnb cabins, which is a little twist on it, which I think a lot of our listeners can relate to because we're all rural land people. If we how yeah. to go buy the dirt, all we
0: got to do is put the cabins on it. I agreed, agreed, and that's kind of the – the direction I, I keep saying twenty three into 23, 24 starting to look for us and so if you say hey what's five years look for like I don't have that yet and like we've talked about forty five and it, me and Peyton had this conversation as well it was like I would love for you just to call me and say hey this is the deal I got and I'm just doing a once over in the morning with you and if it's it from ten to twelve every day I'm just doing a once over and I'm signing checks or sending wires for you and this is your this is your allotted amount this is the marketing budget we have. Manage accordingly. This is how much money we have to spend for acquisitions, and let's churn. And then at that point, you have equity interest in the company. It's partly yours at this point, and you keep growing. You know, so that's that's for me. It's kind of those thoughts happening right now. Now, is that what comes out in five years? Shit, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I really don't. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, if we I guess, if we could all see through that crystal ball five years ahead, we'd be yeah a lot better off.
0: But if I'm using the kids for succession planning, shit. I mean, the youngest or the oldest are nine. So we're at least 12 to 13 if I require them to go to college. Mm-hmm. Well, I
1: mean, they can't take over the day to get out of high school. No, or even college can't just walk in and no, take no, over. no.
0: But it, yeah, you would yeah. start that plan and start moving into. And that was one of the things about um, the, the cool things about corporate America. And I've said this time and time again, over the 432 episodes, 31 episodes, is that we can take what we were good at at corporate America or the good things that we saw there and move them into your business. You know, not, not just the busy work, but some of the things they did there and, We, when I said earlier, we would start all the way down and you would have basically career paths built for people before it actually happened. Now it may change because somebody got let go and it just happened or somebody died and there was these things that just pushed the the natural progression away. But most of these companies have this natural progression that takes place. And it's just, it's crazy to see that we, I just went blank on what I was going (laughs) to say. Natural progression, blah, blah, blah. I don't know, man. Yeah, I just, I, my ginko biloba <laughs> just wore off here. Yeah.
1: Um, you're just setting up the, the age jokes for me. <laughs>
0: yeah, I know that. God, I just feel old now. Um, the uh, I just went blank because I got sidetracked by somebody dying.
1: <laughs> well, I was gonna think while you're talking, it reminded me that um, not just like waiting for kids to get older succession uh-huh. planning. Because I didn't even think about it until you brought it up at the beginning. But it's like, what about instant death? Right? Because you know, yeah. we walk out of here, we fall down the stairs, we're dead or something. Yep. And I was talking with. Sarah um yesterday and she about track days me going back out on the bike uh-huh she's like if you're gonna keep doing this and, and I was like I'm not just gonna keep doing it, I'm gonna be doing it even more mm-hmm. she's like okay well you need to start putting your she said videos together which essentially was like a video succession so plan so she could you know go and see well this is where our money's at this is where the business are this is
0: mm. goes, you need to put that stuff together and video <laughs> okay yeah we use a letter but I guess a video would work too what um, I was thinking of the term I was I lost there a second ago got it back now was development moves uh, where we would you would take moves that necessarily weren't you progressing in your job but it just kicked you out to the side so it'd be like okay hey uh, I'm gonna use Peyton for example just because she's employee I have but it'd be like okay Peyton you're not gonna do acquisitions right now we have somebody else taking that job you're gonna focus solely on this type of project and it's just to get that a better core competency outside of the norm of what you would do. So it may be like a a transportation guy goes and works with a dispatcher at the railroad and they go into this center or they go to marketing and sales versus being an operations guy. It's just so they can see it from a different perspective and when they come back into that task, they they have a more rounded look of the entire business. Mm. And so like for her, I have her doing stuff that's probably not... Pure acquisition stuff—that's where her, she was mainly hired for—but working through some of the projects on simple subdivides, or looking at, hey, we're gonna, you're gonna sell this property this time. Now you're gonna do the owner finance piece, so you get to see the whole piece of how it works together for the entire business versus just being so focused on sending mail, looking the leads, and then deciding whether mm-hmm. we want to buy it or not. Buying notes too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She's she's helped on all that. So and it, it, it makes I, for me, if you're going to have a succession plan and employees in place, you have to develop them, and the the. Uh, I saw this meme one time. It said, well, what happens if we develop them and they get so good, they leave. Mm-hmm. And they said, what happens if they stay? They stay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's the, or if you don't, if you don't stay. and they yeah. stay, yeah. So your company doesn't grow. And so, you know, there's going to be a fresh perspective and we could put a hundred land investors in the room. We could ask every one of them, how they shop for land, what the avatar is, how they mail, even if they went through our course, every person adds their own little thing to it. So they're going to have a fresh perspective in a little bit different way of looking at it. right, wrong, or indifferent, we are all going to have our own perception and way that is, and that's the joys of the succession planning is because you get fresh takes. It just can't leave the core business plan of what you have and what's been successful for you.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like a good segue because you remind you reminded me when you said uh, that meme. You know, mm-hmm. um, reading a book right now, Extreme Ownership. Okay, and uh, we actually get a lot of a lot of. uh, questions about what books are being read. Do you okay. get that? I get that all the time. I, yeah, yeah, quite yeah, yeah. a bit. So if anyone hadn't read Extreme Ownership, I definitely recommend reading it um, for any business owner. It, it's written by Jocko Willinick. Okay. You know, that is big-time f- uh, famous Navy SEAL. Yeah. All uh, right. He, uh, he uh, is now a business consultant, but he, like, you know, consults on – leadership yeah. and whatnot right and so this whole book is it's extreme obviously the name extreme leadership but it's just like how companies fail or how missions fail because um someone the, the leader didn't just take complete responsibility mm-hmm. for everything you know it's like and he he one of the first things he talks about is a battle in ramadi how like there was a a um friendly friendly fire where someone got killed mm-hmm. and uh, there's like all these people that could be blamed and he's like putting this report together and this is when he had like the epiphany but he's like this whole thing failed because of me. And I was the leader. He's like, yeah, this person didn't do that, but that's because I, I didn't step up and do this. And mm-hmm. then this person, yeah, they did that, but that's because I didn't do this. And like, mm-hmm. from that point forward, it was really like the turning point where it's like, Hey, if things are gonna be great, it doesn't matter if things mess up at the bottom. It's because, um, I didn't do it the way I did. And so now he goes into companies. And he talks about like oh, this manufacturer who had missed all their targets and deadlines. And the mm-hmm. guy just, just like blaming everyone, you know, but mm-hmm. then, keep going in. And anyway, it's like a really good thought because like as a business owners ourselves,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you can be like, well, this happened because this person did this. Mm-hmm. Well, really it all falls back on us.
0: You're 100%. Like I, 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 I had those thoughts and I said, you know, when you go through these and you see the, somebody says they had 000, 000 a million dollar month or they had this big deal happen and it looks like it's just super easy. A lot of people don't realize the amount of work that took place to learn that stuff. And you know. It, We've talked about this very, very much, especially in the early shows. Was that like for the first two years, I would spend two hours a morning just reading about like um, deeds or how to get out of quiet titles or what kind of affidavit of airship could work in these states or whatever that piece was, or if it was buying notes, what that looked like. And it, it's like that that ownership piece on a Saturday morning where you're getting up and nobody else is here to do it before Peyton was around. You know, I don't, I'm not going to call her Saturday morning and say, hey, Peyton, I need you to put this note together for me. You know, there's things that I, I require of myself that, you know, as the, the owner of my business, it, it's not on anybody else. I'm not going to wait till Monday. I'm going to stay late at the office and knock it out or I'm going to do this at this time. And a lot of people don't see that. They see the Instagram flex or they see the, oh, the guy's got a nice car. He's got a nice watch. He's got to be successful. But they don't see the hard work that it may have taken for years to get to that point. And then when you take the ownership piece in there and you get to that and you operate from that guiding light and saying, fuck, it's on me. Like I said that I'm going to do this and I didn't do it or this is what my role is and I let it down because it let her down or whatever that is. If my job is to have paper here for Peyton so she can print a land contract up and I don't go to the store and get the paper, that's on me. If we don't have toilet paper in the bathroom and that's not her job to get it, it's mine to make sure we have the cleaning lady do it or I buy it, I better stop at fucking 7-Eleven and get the goddamn paper we're wiping with our hands, you know? That's what it comes down to sometimes as a business owner.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah, definitely all of those. So I would surely recommend that book to people. Cool. And there's a reason why I'm would like, i always into like those military stories. Yeah. And that's just like each story is like, oh, this this is the battle that went down and this is what we learned from it. Yeah. So it's cool.
0: I think that we all have battles inside of our businesses that we have to step back and learn. And I I saw a a quick, it was one of the, you know, a podcast where they take the snippets of it. And the guy said, you know, one of the things that's helped me become successful is when I fail at something, I take a minute or two to learn from it. I don't just say, oh, fuck it, I failed and just Mm -hmm. blame everybody else. I stop. I look at it and say, okay, hey. You know, and it may be. Let's talk Bosky for a second. We're at just over a year at that product. We're going in front of the county commissioners now, so you stop and you have to take some ownership. And okay, what did we? What could we did? Well, we got sidetracked with this offer coming to the table. We didn't run the playbook right away. We didn't take into account this, this, and this. This kind of did it. What do we have to do? Run the fucking playbook. We didn't do that, and so now it's is an expensive lesson. You paid some interest, but we are where we are, and you start running. You say, okay, hey, we drew the line in the sand about two months ago said run the fucking playbook and get it done and so that's what we've done and now here we are we're, we're gonna see that turn happen uh-huh. So,
1: yeah every time somebody asks me like in a strategy call what makes someone successful mm-hmm. I always say the same two same thing and it's like one they don't quit but yeah. two is that uh, when they fail and you will fail you don't blame everybody else for it Yeah. you sit back you say okay why did I fail and you learn from that lesson and keep going yep no agreed agreed 100% so, are you good yeah man I like
0: it good All one today
1: yeah all right, guys. Well, uh, that's it then. Hope you enjoy your Friday. As always, do us a favor. Go to Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. is like, follow, subscribe. Then go to iTunes. Go to Stitcher. Go to wherever else you're listening. Like, rate, like, review, and subscribe to the show. Appreciate it. Love you. See you next Friday. See you guys.